Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every week for open, honest, and real conversations about courage, transformation, and resilience to inspire and empower you to live your best life. This podcast is sponsored by HealingWays.com, helping you on your wellness journey. Visit HealingWays, that's Healing, W-A-Z-E dot com to find verified wellness professionals and holistic health resources. I was uh, stood up by a podcast guest, which does happen occasionally. And I try to always think when that happens, just like when I was a massage therapist and a business coach, if a client doesn't show up, I always try to then think that happened for a reason and use that time wisely. So that's what I'm going to do. A few days ago, I actually had written a blog post. I'm not sure if I'm going to post it or not, but I thought maybe I could turn it into a podcast instead. It's a great story, very personal story that just happened to me recently regarding a situation that's almost 30 years old (laughs) and it was finally resolved. I'm just going to dive right in. For all those listening that have seen the movie Sliding Doors, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't need any explanation as to what that's all about. I've been thinking about that movie a lot lately. I mean, this story is not a Sliding Doors story, but it could have been. Um, So yeah, if you're not familiar with what Sliding Doors is, it was a movie, a rom-com, kind of a drama from the late 90s. It was written and directed by Peter Howitt, and it starred uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. And it's a story that alternates between two different storylines, showing how if um, Gwyneth's character took one path, this is how her life would be. But if she took another path, then that's what her life would be. It shows two paths in her life that she could have taken, depending on whether or not she catches a train. And then all the events that, that come about because of that decision. So recently, one of my best friends from high school reached out to me, and it stirred up all kinds of stuff in me. And before I go on, I'll just kind of share the the backstory. So in high school, I had a best friend, like a sister, and we'll call her Megan. She hasn't given me permission to share this story. And since we're from a very small town, I'm not going to use her real name. But I loved her, like I said, like a sister. And I was sure we'd be best friends forever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember having friends like that? Are you still friends with that person? If you are, that's awesome. That's what I thought we'd be. But then one summer, just out of the blue, she ghosted me. And we didn't call it ghosting back then. (laughs) But she just completely stepped out of my life. Just poof. No explanation. Eventually, her mom told me that she didn't want to talk to me. And as harsh as it was, and probably hard for her mom to say this... Her mom told me to stop calling. Now, I never found out why all of a sudden it seemed that she hated me. But word on the street, because again, it was a small town, was that in fact, she really did hate me with a capital H. And for a long time, we had several mutual friends try to get the scoop. And as far as I knew, no one was ever able to, or no one told me if they did. So I just was left in the lurch in the mystery. And I'm sure I deserved the ghosting because I was truly, truly a troubled teen. And I know I screwed over a lot of people in my stupidity. But as the years went on, I was haunted with the why for a really long time. Well, actually into my adulthood even. And it didn't help that early into my 20s, I ran into her and a mutual friend at a bar. And I walked up to the other friend and Megan and I said, hi, you know, thinking like many years have passed. 
going to be no big deal. That's something that happened in our childhood. I was excited to see her because even though she didn't want to be my friend anymore way back when in high school. I never stopped wanting to be her friend. But when I said hi and I was so excited, in front of everybody there, she literally turned her back to me. I don't remember the exact feelings, but I'm sure I was embarrassed, sad, angry. Ego was totally bruised, of course, I'm sure. And it hurt. I'd be lying to say it didn't hurt. When I said hi to her that day, I had no intention to pick up where we left off or anything like that. But the fact was, I had done something so horrible to this person who I had loved that even after five years, she still couldn't even muster up a fake smile, an easy acknowledgement. And to me, being the ruminator that I was and still struggle with, you know, an anxiety thing. If you're a ruminator, you have any anxiety, overthinking tendencies, you know that I sat on that one for a long time. And logically, I know now and even then that in the big scheme of things, it didn't matter, but it did matter because for me personally, closure is really important. I mean, I could be watching the best movie ever. Like this is how bad it is. I could be watching the best movie ever, but if it's ending leaves me hanging, I'm going to give that a big fat thumbs down. I hate it. And damn it. I, I really missed Megan still at that time. Even after all those years, I missed her. And over the years, I was able to keep tabs on her a little through a mutual friend of ours. And that friend would share little things about Megan and sometimes would even ask her what happened between us. But still, after 10, 15, and more years later, she was never able to get an answer. Or again, at least I know. Maybe nobody wanted to hurt my feelings. I don't know. But even though I never got an answer, it was really nice to get updates about Megan and hear that her life was turning out well. And and knowing that she had actually done some of the things that we had talked about doing when we were teenagers, it made me super happy for her. Then tragically, that mutual friend of ours died. And of course, Megan was on the social media threads sharing condolences I was pretty sure she also noticed me, but since so much time had passed and we were all grieving and I had already been snubbed before, I refrained from reaching out. I really wanted to though, because Megan and I had both been very close to this friend who passed. I knew she was hurting like I was hurting, but again, I wasn't about to open that can of worms and get my heart stomped on while I was already grieving. So fast forward to now, at least 20 years since Megan snubbed me in that bar and over 25 years since she ghosted me, I got a huge surprise. Well, just last week, I was on Facebook Messenger setting up a podcast appointment, actually, when out of the blue, a new Messenger window pops right up. Bing! And at first I was annoyed because due to my ADD, I get distracted quite easily, even without pop-ups happening right next to where I'm typing. But then I see the name, the name I can't share, but I'm still calling her Megan. It stopped me. It stopped me in my tracks. It just stopped me. It was an apology letter, an apology that I didn't even know I needed until that moment because I literally started tearing up as I was reading it. And I'm a big sentimental softy. Ask anyone who knows me, I act tough, but that's just part of my armor due to the CPTSD and just shitty upbringing. It is something I'm working on, but It's still there sometimes. And the message that she sent me was so simple, yet so heartfelt. And I was instantly thrown back into my 16-year-old self who just desperately wanted my best friend back. 
She says that she didn't remember the reason that we stopped being friends, but that she also took responsibility for the way she treated me. And now I'm happy to say that after 25 years of wondering, I'm finally and completely at peace with not knowing why. We've chatted on Messenger a little bit since, and now we're even friends on Facebook. It's warmed my heart to see how her life has played out and at least how it seems on Facebook. And even though I don't really know Megan now, because let's be honest, it's been a very long time. I know that I'm not the same person back then, so I'm sure she isn't either. But all my love for her, for who she was then, and the courageous woman that she is now has come back in full force. And even if Megan and I never see each other in person or connect over the phone, and we just remain casual Facebook friends, I'm totally at peace with that part of my childhood now. And it feels really good to be connected to her again. When I was telling the story to my husband, Logan, who, by the way, informed me that I've told him the Megan story several times already. Like I said, not getting closure really bugs me. This is bringing it back to that Sliding Doors movie. I mentioned how my life might have been very different had her and I stayed friends. I was saying things like, well, maybe she would have helped keep me out of trouble. Maybe we would have gone to school together or had been roommates at some point. Maybe if I hadn't had to start my senior year without my best friend, maybe I would have been in a better mental state and not made a lot of decisions that I made that year. Bad decisions. But then he said, I'm glad Megan dumped you. And I was like, what? But then, oh yeah, you have a great point. Because if Megan hadn't dumped me, Who knows what my life would have looked like now? Would I have avoided getting kicked out at 17, further complicating my life and mental health at the time? Then would I have avoided moving to Anchorage, Alaska, and getting involved with my son's father who abused me mentally and physically for years? Wouldn't that have been nice? Well, yes, I would have loved to have not experienced those things, but those things are a part of the path that I am on right now, and I love my path. I even love the trauma and pain that I've survived because I love who I am because of those experiences. And if I hadn't been in that abusive relationship, I wouldn't have my son. My son is one of the very best things that has ever happened to me in the same way as my daughter and husband, but in an even more profound way. Because when I became a mom at 19, it was a huge wake up call for me. It changed my life. He was the reason I left the relationship with his father Because it gave me purpose outside myself, purpose that I didn't have at the time. And the whole reason this podcast exists is because of all the things that have come about from the career change I made almost 20 years ago, because I wanted to be able to spend more time with my son and feel good about what I was doing when I wasn't with him. And then there's meeting my husband and having my daughter, two other wonderful things that may not have happened had my life as a teenager been very different. So yeah, I too am happy that Megan dumped me. And I'm grateful to have reconnected with her now and so proud of her for being brave and reaching out. She really did choose change over comfort. Life is full of wonderful surprises. And life is full of intersections, intersections that lead to unknowns. So next time you're pondering the what ifs or wishing that something hadn't have happened, pause and be grateful. Now, I'm not saying to do this right now if you're currently in a challenging situation, which I'm assuming a lot of you might be right now, or even worse, a traumatic situation that you're going through right now, like a devastating loss, heartbreak, scary medical diagnoses, all the different things that are just horrible that you could be going through right now. You can't do this right now. 
you have to grieve first. But once the bulk of the grieving is passed, and for the most part, you feel really healed, you should definitely take a moment to be grateful for all your past experiences, good and bad. Take more than a moment. Take moments. It's going to take some time. Continue to be grateful. And then take a few moments to either mentally or or on paper when you're ready. List all the things you're grateful for now, right now. How many of those things are connected to that past event? If you're not already in the habit of doing a daily gratitude practice, I highly, highly recommend you do so. Mine is pretty simple and I'm not perfect with it, of course, but I strive to be not perfect, but consistent because I know how great it is. I start the day even before I've opened my eyes. If anyone else sees me, they still think I'm sleeping, but in my mind, I'm running through a gratitude list. And the first thing on the list always, 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 always is thank you for another day. When I'm done running through that list and it feels complete, I open my eyes and get up and go about my day. And then whenever something good happens throughout the day, even if it's little, like if I lose something and then I find it or just anything, I make sure and say a little thank you. For me to my higher power and that higher power is different for everybody. Yours might be God, goddess, the divine, the universe, spirit guides. It doesn't matter. Just say thank you. Be grateful. Be grateful. You are breathing right now. You are listening to this podcast right now. Be grateful. And then later, as I go about my day and I'm being grateful, it feels so good. It always makes the day feel so good. As I'm falling asleep, I give thanks again for some of the highlights of the day or whatever I feel thankful for, whatever I'm just, you know, just to have that, that thankfulness feeling for. I also, this is a time I ask for guidance on things I'm struggling with. And I also run through a forgiveness list. And this is all while I'm, I'm breathing and relaxing and all within my head. Some call this prayers. You can call whatever you want, but whatever it is really helps me stay in gratitude, forgiveness, no matter what is going on around me. I've been practicing this for many years. And when I do do it daily, it really does make a huge difference in my life or even just almost daily. I continue to have hard times. Of course, this is part of life, but I also have a life full of blessings and miracles. You can also have a life full of blessings and miracles. Your life is full of blessings and miracles. And when you're focusing on that, It just makes all the hard stuff not feel so hard. (laughs) I really, really encourage you to try it because when I'm doing it, I know for me, not only does it, it just make me feel good, helps calm my anxiety, you know, loosen the hold of depression. I feel more balanced and I rarely find myself wishing something or someone from the past hadn't happened because I am grateful for that as well. I recently told my uh, therapist about this story and she said, wow, what a gift. What a huge gift. In just a few moments, something painful and sad and confusing from your childhood was fixed. And she was right. That's exactly what it did. And it was such a gift. And maybe, maybe you haven't received a gift like that or maybe you won't ever receive a gift like that. I'm sorry if you don't, but you can provide gifts like that to others. So if there's something in your life that maybe you think you may have have done wrong, or you wronged someone, 
Maybe it's the time to bring up your courage and give someone else a gift. All these little things that we do cause a ripple effect. We don't know the outcome of that ripple effect, but wouldn't it be cool to at least be the one to throw the stone and see what happens? Be well, be courageous, be grateful. Thank you. Our stories may be different, but we all have one thing in common. We're all trying to figure out how to navigate life on this planet, and none of us have it completely figured out. No matter what you're going through in your life, just know that you are never really alone. Come back every Wednesday for more inspiration and connection, and follow me on Instagram at thedragonflymama.com so we can stay in touch between episodes. Take care.